Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Luminol, Luminol Cocktail. Cocktail. Hello, friends. Hello, they're friends? They're friends now. We've known them for almost a year. We have. Or they've known us. I don't know. <laughs> that feels creepy. <laughs> it did feel strange when I was saying it, but whatever. I'm going to leave that shit in. You committed. It'll be fine. You gotta. Do you? You do. That's fair. All right. So, this week's shot episode is kind of strange. Mostly because I was like, you know what would be interesting to cover? The Green Twig Murder. Yes. Which is considered a lesser known Black Dahlia. It happened two years after the Black Dahlia. And the scene of the crime was a block away from where she was found. So... It's kind of like there's a lot of overlap here. I didn't, I'm sorry. It looked like you were going to say something. No, I was, like, I'm gonna shut <laughs> I was up. I'm trying to breathe through my nose. Whenever we go to record, I always get a runny nose. I used to do it in Epsilon when I would record videos for YouTube. Uh-huh. I just get a runny nose whenever I have to like so do strange. something. Yeah, and because I'm sick, it's like making it twice as Worse. terrible. So I'm like, okay, we're just deep breath. Okay. We're not going to like... <laughs> Yoga breathing. Yeah. Let's breathe in. Sorry. I wasn't going to say anything. hold it and then let it out. Yeah, because I got to partially breathe through my mouth and talk with it at the same time. It's a lot. That tracks. My, my brain's overloaded with stimuli. <laughs> Lots of neurons stimuli? just firing. Just firing left and right in yeah. there. It's a party. So I'm going to go over the bullet points go of for this it. case. I don't know what they are. Essentially, Louise Springer was leaving work and, like, her husband was picking her up. She forgot her glasses inside of work, so her husband was like, I'll just go grab those real quick for you. He left, and when he came back, his wife and the car were gone. She was discovered in the backseat of the car, deceased, three days later. She had been garroted. Is that the right word? Killed with a garrot? I don't know what that is. You said that earlier and I went, okay. <laughs> ah, that's not the one I want to close out. I was hoping you were going to explain when we got to this and so I wouldn't have to. Yeah. So essentially like strangled, but like with something tiny and like thin yeah. and sharp. Okay. Sometimes it will like cut them in their neck. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I had to like fact check before I said it. But yeah, it's what it is. Um, She was also horribly sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody put a stick in her vagina. Very long one. Sounds unpleasant. Well, I don't know. No, I was You're gonna, laughing at no, me. No, I was yeah. sorry. Because in my head, I was like, don't fucking ask your weird fucking questions. Because I was going to go, how big was the stick, though? <laughs> and we don't need to dive into my psychology right now. We don't. So it's fine. We don't. But then you just answered with big stick. And so now I have to feel like I need to ask how big. It was It was a long stick. It was 14 inches long was what I read somewhere. <gasps> which is like, ow. Now, now I realized why... She was a she was ninety seven pounds. That's ter- that's <laughs> she was a tiny Four lady. Four times the food, I guess. She was a tiny fucking lady. 
This is not called the green twig because of that, is it? Because it's about to real fucked up. I hope not. I think it might be. Is there another reason? Why else would they say green twig? She was found with a stick inside of her, right? Yeah. The first was the identification of the green twig, which the slayer thrust through the lower part of her body. That's fucked up. (laughs) So fucked up. It's so bad. Not that that cornered the twig lady earlier in shorthand. Damn. (laughs) Ugh. Getting back to this after that horrible, um, what is it? Horrible sidebar? Yeah. My thing said, and I'm I'm sure, I know you have the autopsy pulled up over there. Um, I just wanted to say that on what I have from derangedlacrimes.com, because this seems resourceful, to say the least, um, is that, um, the LAPD... Came up with the idea that um, this person had been immediately stunned with a blunt instrument as she sat in her car. Mm -hmm. And that she had probably, or she had known the person because um, she offered no resistance. She didn't, like, cry out. Yeah. And her brand new manicure was still pristine and stuff. And then also she had a bruise on her right temple and the top of her head, which was in that opinion that she was... Knocked unconscious. Yeah. Initially from that. And I just thought that was really interesting that it's potentially that she knew the person. Right. Which I adds another level of... fucking hate that whenever it's like, oh, this person you knew probably their attacker. <laughs> what, isn't there a statistic of, like, X amount of people... Know the people that, like, end up being the well, person like, who attacks them? Like, this is a horrible thing, but, like, five of the 65 people you see in a day are actually, like, serial killers or could be serial killers right. or something like that. I'm like, I don't like that. Right? There was one, and I'm going to have to, like, research or remember because I think it was Morbid covered it. Mm -hmm. And it was essentially a story where, like, a little girl had been kidnapped, like, from her bedroom Mm -hmm. that she shared with her sibling. And afterwards, like, the sibling was just super quiet. And everybody's like, what could have gone on? Because they had, like, a dog in the house. And they're like, why didn't the dog freak out? And they're like, that's probably because it's someone the dog recognized. Yeah. And, like, it turns out, like, the little girl identified who it was. I was like, yeah, it's Mr. So-and-so. And I was like, holy shit, I hate it so much. Yup. So, yeah. I don't like that, that she most likely knew. Well, that or she was just attacked. Or attacked. Either way, I don't like it. (laughs) It's fair. It's not good. As I mentioned previously, they this was two years after the Black Dahlia happened. And the brutal way that this woman was murdered, people immediately were like, is this the same killer? Is he doing, you know, just being terrible and just terrorizing women again? So people started coming up with theories. And in my research of this case, I discovered a Mr. Steve Hodel, who believes that his father is the one who killed both of these women. And how many books are there? I mean, right here. Jesus. Most Evil has a sequel as well. And then the Black Dahlia thing has, it's a trilogy at this point, who knows? It could be a saga. 
could be future plans who knows yeah he has written at least five books about how his dad is probably the person who killed black dahlia how um also how his dad might be the zodiac killer <laughs> okay i i know why this why the same sounded familiar that makes yep. sense now yeah yeah because i remember Whenever we covered the Zodiac, I was yeah. like, here's this guy. And I don't remember if I included him in my research or not, because I remember reading about him. We did leave out a couple people who were like, this is fucking Yeah, like, we had thing. notes of tons of people that Tiffany went and found, but we did leave some of them out when we did record, because we decided we didn't need all of that. <laughs> there is a lot. How do you write three books about the same person? And he is very active on his website. Also, in case you guys are interested in... There will be a link. Checking out. Yes. There will be, because there are a lot. Well. Sorry. No, you're good. I will say that um, two suspects were arrested after a week when initially Louise Springer body had been found Mm -hmm. um and it was leon russell who was a car washer at a service station near the parking lot and claude i'm gonna say cox Mm -hmm. a jobless navy vet who had been arrested on a complaint made by a young hollywood woman basically he kind of sexually assaulted that person based on further that navy vet jesus like he it says he got a little friendly i hate that but he didn't try to harm her no, he did. Um, so those people were arrested, obviously, since I'm pretty sure this is not uh, solved. Um, they had another arrest, but that person was cleared. Um, yeah, so the case just grew cold, which is... What are you reading? <laughs> I don't even know. Because she's I'm, on the dark web. I'm in the rabbit hole right now. <laughs> I feel like that's what we have to title this episode. Like, it. down the rabbit hole or something like that. Because, holy shit. This website going. is just like... Well, I went to the frequently asked questions. And then there was like... Look at this. There's like all these things. And I'm like, okay. Let's see. Scarlett Johansson is one of them. Let me see. What? Uh, I just read that Scarlett Johansson, who is on the cover of this month's Esquire magazine as the sexiest woman alive, starred in the James Elroy film Black Dahlia, read your book, and found it fascinating. Were you involved in the making of this movie, and did you speak with her about the murder? Oh, and then he answers. No. I was not involved with the film, nor did I have the pleasure of meeting Miss Johansson. Let me repeat that my book has nothing to do with the fictional story... Written by James Elroy. Elroy's novel was written 20 years ago, and the De Palma film was an adaptation of that novel and has nothing to do with the real facts of the case. He then goes on to thank Scarlett personally. I'm gonna the I sexiest a little in my mouth. Woman alive. Your good looks are only exceeded by your highly perceptive mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna climb on the furniture as we're falling into this rabbit hole right on back out of the rabbit hole because I don't want to be in it anymore. This, I am so <laughs> I have so many questions, but I don't want to ask any of them. Okay, 
So back to, uh, Sorry. no, no, you're fine. I just want to, so I was reading a little bit more and that Claude Cox guy, mm-hmm. um, like I said, he was arrested, but it had nothing to do with Springer's death. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a woman who was 35 was walking along Hollywood Boulevard and she heard someone come up behind her. When she turned, the man who was Claude Cox rushed up and hit her hard and then Fuck. Cox said, I'm going to kill you. She took the chance and started to run, and he grabbed her, but only succeeded in pulling her coat off. However, the leads dried up, and the Louise Springer murder, a.k.a. the Green Twig murder case, went cold. Yeah. But I don't know. It feels like maybe that guy could maybe have something to do with it based on that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like this is too much weird shit happening close together. Uh, Yeah. Like... I don't know. I am always so torn whenever something that happens, though, because part of me is like, this could not be, like, different people. Surely the same person has to be doing this. But then I'm also like... I have a fun fact. Oh, my God. I fucking love fun facts. But real quick, though, then I'm like, no, but what if it is different people and this new person is just using the cover of the old person to do whatever fucked up shit they were going to do anyways? Why not? Anyways. Also, Black Dahlia is, like, one of the most notorious, yeah. like, crimes, it feels like. I'm pretty sure they mention or uh, murders inspired by the Black Dahlia mm-hmm. in Murder House for American Horror Story. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the crime scene photo of her body is used on a lot of, like, true crime merch. It is used in so much, which I kind of fucking hate. Like I said, we should do an episode on that kind of thing. Yeah. I really think we should. Yeah. Um, so, fun fact was, I don't know if you read this, um, a botanist was able to identify the twig. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Which I think is up your alley of fun facts. It is. So, apparently, um, that fucking tree branch is what it fucking sounds like to me. Jesus. <laughs> um, belonged to a bottle tree. And apparently it had been stripped from a larger branch sometime in the year prior to the crime. However, Louise and her husband had only lived, like, I think in L.A. it says, yeah, had only been in L.A. for only six months before she was murdered. Oh, shit. So, that seems kind of, kind of weird. Oh. So how did this person know her and also? Right. Know where she was going to be. So that brings, like, another aspect into it of... Was this plan? Was it opportunity? Like, I just, I just have so many questions and I'm also kind of annoyed. Like, these are two fairly now high profile cases, or at least this was high profile at the time. The Green Twig murder is known as the lesser known Black Dahlia because of all the similarities between the case. I had never even heard of it until a couple weeks ago, and I came across it on Reddit. And I was like, well, 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 let's dig in real fast. The Springer's housekeeper and nanny, who was 49-year-old divorcee Elizabeth Thompson, um, nearly collapsed when she received the news of her employer's disappearance, which, like, oh, sounds pretty dramatic to me, but I don't know. Um... She gave some information on the Springers to the police and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, basically. However, also, Elizabeth, I think it was her name, right? Yeah, Elizabeth Thompson added an extra note of mystery 
because she explained she had received an obscene phone call from an unknown woman about three months prior to Louise's disappearance. The caller asked several times for Thompson to identify herself, which she refused to do. And then the caller made a... Was that loot? L-E-W-D? Is that how I said that? Lewd. No, okay, that's what I said. Lewd proposal, and Thompson hung up on her. Oh. Yeah. You've covered that. So, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. There's a lot of weirdness. Um... On the same day that she went missing, witnesses allegedly observed their vehicle being driven eastbound, and they saw the driver was swervy a little bit before they parked. Um, Allegedly, the driver turned off the headlights and slumped down behind the driver's wheel, and after that, um, like, LAPD police officers actually pulled over a car that was nearby for a traffic violation and a witness reports that they watched like from their house the person who was driving the springer's car basically sat motionless and tried to sneak like slink down behind the wheel while the police were nearby and after the police left witnesses report that he reached into the back seat and then after a few minutes was seen to exit the Studebaker and walk away. It was kind of dark, so they don't have a great description. But what they said, they saw a male with black curly hair. But nobody reported anything because obviously they didn't know that anything had gone wrong at that point. So by the time it came forward, they didn't really, like, it wasn't a ton to go on. And they just did what they could. But there wasn't a lot to work with. But allegedly, that's how they found out, like, that's how they found her body. It's because after a few days, those same people were like, this car is still here days later. And by that point, news of this missing woman had traveled around. So then they called the police. And when the police came and investigated, that's how they found her. What I'm getting right now is from that rabbit hole. Also, yeah, just take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) Also, fun fact, I get one too. The doctor who performed her autopsy is the same doctor who did Elizabeth Short's autopsy. Oh. So, mm. a lot of the same investigators were involved. Um, the lead investigator of her case actually was the lead inve- investigator on Miss um, Springer's case. And he said, just like, I think a few days afterwards that they were connected. It says, quote, The Black Dahlia and the Louise Springer murders might be linked. Both crimes could have been committed by the same man. And that was Detective Harry Hansen of the LAPD Homicide Division. Again, I have to say, very similar to my Jane Doe case that I covered. So so they tried to... I mean, the, the, the twig being inserted was, like, the biggest thing that was throwing the investigation like off yeah and um later they did acidic phosphate testing i'm pretty sure is what i was reading Mm -hmm. or something like that and they were looking to see if they could find semen however the test was inconclusive due to decomp yeah however like my jane doe was sexually assaulted with a blunt object right and people have theorized that it could have been a female assailant because yeah because of that like just the nature of the crime and and stuff like that 
Wouldn't that be insane if all this time the <laughs> same person who killed the Black Dahlia and the same person who killed Louise Springer was actually a woman? It could be. It could be. I mean, I feel like women people can spend, sexually assault other women. I was going to say, I feel like people spend so much time on, like, it has to be a dude. It super doesn't. Could be a chick. Could be a shady-ass bitch. I mean, I feel like this is what the, what, what time period? 40s? Yeah. what you said? Yeah. Just based off of, like, stereotypes and stuff, what female is going to be comfortable with a male that they've known for six months or less? Yes. Popping up and having conversation with them at nine o'clock at night while she's sitting in her car waiting for her husband to arrive. Yeah, alone. That seems kind of weird. I mean... I don't know. Unless she was like, well, my husband's going to be back, so... I mean, maybe, yeah. okay, because he's going to be right back. Would be my only, like, devil's advocate. Sure, that's what, like, playing the, she knew this person. Right. That's just, they were only there for six months. Right. And, I mean, women do have a tendency to not trust men. I mean, they're right. uh, they're known to be aggressors and things well, like that. So. Especially, I think, in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you other don't big thing. really fuck with any man that's not your husband. You, like, yeah, and even then, <laughs> literally avoid the appearance of all evil, as they like to say in Christianity. Which makes it feel like it, it seems like a, a female would be someone you trust, which is something we see in other cases where you get yeah. hitchhikers to trust the, the people because there's a woman in the car. Or, like, they have a baby. Don't do it. Yeah, so I don't know. It does seem like maybe it could be a yeah, a female this entire time. Plot twist. It's a woman. I would write that book. You would. <laughs> I would combat that guy. <laughs> Real quick. In his trilogy. Honestly. He is a New York Times best-selling author. Okay? Good for him. He's... He is doing the most. Is there like a like a okay? I have a hard time believing it because he had to write three books to like about the same thing. So maybe he's just finding new information. I don't know, but is there like a key thing that he's like? Yeah, I feel like this is definitely him for this reason. Or let's find out. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, he says that. Quote, a huge amount of new evidence has been developed since the original publication of the Black Dahlia Avenger in 2003. Most of the information has come by way of letters and emails from readers. I would refer you to the latest HarperCollins paperback, uh, which is the fifth edition, which contains two updated chapters. However, even that is now two years out of date. So he's just updating his previous work. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Also, he claims to have definitively solved the Black Dahlia murder. Okay, with what evidence? I just want to know what evidence. <laughs> Here's the question. Quote, you claim to have solved the Black Dahlia murder, but the LAPD says the case is still unsolved. How do you explain this contradiction? Yes. His answer. And three words, politics, egos, and territoriality. Also, it depends who you're asking and who is answering. In 2002, then-active head deputy DA Stephen Kay, after a month's review of all the evidence, provided a 20-page written opinion, stating that based on my exhibits and evidence, it was his opinion that both the Elizabeth Short 
and Jeannie French, which was the red lipstick murder, have been solved. A year later, in in August of 2003, in a meeting at the LAPD's Parker Center, Steve Kay and I jointly presented the evidence to a dozen members of the LAPD's top brass, blah, 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 agreed. Chief McMurray, after reviewing all the evidence, agreed there was enough evidence to have a case filed against my father, had he still been living, and ordered his robbery homicide detectives to as follows. Quote, unless you find some major holes in Hodel's investigation, go ahead and clear the Black Dahlia murder. But the currently assigned LAPD detective Brian Carr states that due to active investigations, he doesn't have the time to prove or disprove Hodel's investigation. Understanding why the LAPD or understanding the why of LAPD not wanting to confirm my findings is a bit complex. For a further answer to your question, and an explanation of what I refer to in BDA as Dahlia Gate. I suggest you read Frequently Asked Questions, Section 8. I'm not going to read that to you guys. <laughs> it was enough reading as it was. But yeah, he, uh, he staunchly believes that his father is the one. Apparently. Yeah. So, also, just, you, you want to travel further into a rabbit hole? Um... Prior to the murder, a male called Springer's work about five to six times a day asking for her, then hung up. And also, in a creepy echo of uh, her the Green Twig murder, decades later, a six-year-old girl named Lily Tomlis- Tomlinson mm-hmm. would be murdered and violated with a branch. That was as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. So this is the same person, which... You're going to have to walk me to my car tonight. I'm gonna walk back up by myself. No, Alex will walk okay. us both. There we go. Done. Figured it out. <laughs> the only guy I will trust. It's true. Well, Ian, but he's well, not Ian, here right yeah. now. <laughs> um, I have to read this because this is just so fucking horrible. That six-year-old little girl, like I said, she had a branch that was shoved so violently into her body that it reached all the way up to her collarbone. Oh no! Yeah, I don't like that. I don't even know what I'm on anymore. This is just women being horribly violated. <laughs> like Jesus. Starting in the 40s and then just going on from there. I read a sentence someone about someone's face like falling off of like putty like substance after Basically, being found. The 40s in LA. Not bad great. time to be a woman. Yeah. Also, so the person who wrote this one, which it's killers with Okay, interesting title. All right. Um, I will link it. They say, like, their opinion is that the Black Dahlia and the Green Twig are not connected. The only thing would be of, like, the location of the bodies. Yeah. However, Black Dahlia, like, that crime, that the body was so horrible, like, the torture that had to have got, like, happened for that crime scene. Right. It's not the same as what took place for the green right. wig, which is, like, their big thing. Like That makes sense. Ammo's kind of different. Right. Like, I can see both sides of the argument. Had they happened in reverse, I would be like, no, this yeah. is the same person because it would be, like, the escalation. Right. Whereas, since it happened afterwards, it's kind of like a de-escalation. Like, the MO just, I agree, doesn't totally match. But there are definitely similarities in these two cases, which is why they 
consider the Green Twig murder to be the lesser known version of the Black Dahlia. But we will link all of these lovely rabbit holes <laughs> on the show notes or... I don't know. Is there going to be a blog post about this? Yeah, I, I try to write blog posts for the shop. Yeah. So it's, there will be... So much. <laughs> there will be links. I will not be Boy, writing all of this. <laughs> there will be links. I encourage you to follow them if you decide you want to fall down this rabbit hole because now I'm going to be up until like 1 o'clock in the morning <laughs> looking at this shit. I've got to edit. I can't. Jeez. <laughs> I have to be on call tomorrow night. I have to go home and sleep. I have to be at work at 7. It is 11 o'clock now, and I still have to drive home. You do indeed. Yeah. Anyways, if you guys have input, if you're like, don't ever fucking read that much again. Uh, <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> fair enough. Just let me know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Luminol Cocktail Pod. You can also find us on Facebook, Luminol Cocktail Podcast. You can also find us on our website, which is luminolcocktail.com. And we will be back next week to serve you guys another round of Luminol Cocktail Shots. Mm-hmm.